Welcome back to the Brilliant Perspectives podcast. I'm your host, Jalen Bowden, here with you for another episode of Learning Powered by the Heart. You know, one question that we often hear at Team Brilliant is, how can I share the good news of the gospel with the people around me? Because now that we've seen and experienced what God is really, truly like, we can't help but want to bring others into this radiant new reality. If you've ever found yourself asking that same question, the answer is far more simple than you think. What if the key to unlocking someone's heart isn't dependent on how well you can memorize the main points of the gospel? What if that key rests in simply taking a moment to tune into the relational heart of God? We call this prophecy, and it's meant to empower people to see and understand what God's joyful desire is for their lives. As Graham Cook is about to share, we may not all have an international ministry, but you do have a sphere of influence that is completely unique to you. And every single one of us is called to represent Jesus in some way, to someone, somewhere. Now, without further ado, over to Graham. Honestly, the bride in this country needs um, more than a makeover. You can imagine Jesus leaning on his father's shoulder, looking down and saying, Dad, can we, um, can we delay the second coming for a while? Because I'm not marrying that. <laughs> you promised me a beautiful bride. You know, I'm not marrying that. She needs treatment. <laughs> Dad, do you know any good plastic surgeons down there? Because I don't want to marry that. Here's the thing is the father is jealous to produce a bride fit for his son. And the Holy Spirit, who is also the friend of the bridegroom, he's here on earth with a lot of beautifying treatment. And a part of that beautifying treatment is the role of the prophet in the church. The role of the prophet in the world is to get people to taste and see that God is good. It's to, it's to prophesy the kingdom coming into a pre-Christian's life. It's to prophesy who God is for them, how God sees them. You know, we can prophesy people into the kingdom. You know? So our role always is to develop, encourage, build up, restore, all of those things. That's what we're doing. And we need to be famous for it. Seriously. The gospel is astonishingly good news. In fact, the gospel is, you know, the gospel is the most outrageous good news ever. And we can't strip anything away from the power of the good news. You know, there's a saying in the world that if, if something's too good to be true, someone's about to be conned. I knew that was too good to be true. Something's too good to be true. We're all suspicious. You know, like, okay, what's, what's the problem here? You know, what's underneath? What's, being, what's going on? In the kingdom, if it's not too good to be true, it's not God. We don't, we don't have to talk up Jesus. 
We've got to talk about him in all of his glory, all of his fullness. It'll take you a lifetime. And every time you talk about how wonderful he is, you'll use different words because the wonder of Jesus should be growing in your hearts. We are designed to be full of wonder. We're designed to be astonished. One of the last words in the book of Acts was a warning about dullness and astonishment. It's saying don't be dull in your hearing. You need to hear God with astonishment. You need to be listening for the big thing because you don't want to say any average thing about God. You want to say something amazing about God. We don't have to talk Jesus up. He doesn't need it. But our voice, you understand what I'm saying? Just our ordinary conversation about Jesus should be full of superlatives. He's amazing. He's astonishing. He's sovereign. He's supreme. He's brilliant. Love that word. Brilliant. He's radiant. He's utterly amazing. So when we talk about him, our hearts should expand in our chest. And, you know, we should, we should feel some of the weight of that glory and that wonder operating in us, settling on us, touching us. Put yourself in that place where you can be touched by wonder. The world doesn't need mediocre Christians. The world doesn't read its Bible, but it does read its Christians. And they're looking at us to say, is this really true? Because it's like, how can this be true when you're so miserable? <laughs> how, can, how can this good news be true when you're so touchy and irritable and easily annoyed? Seriously, we have to think about who we are in relation to who Jesus is. Because here's the thing about the Lord. He is resolutely not going to be made in your image. Right. <laughs> he wants you to be made in his image because we all need the upgrade. He doesn't. So here's the thing about the prophetic is we're all on a journey. We're all Jacob becoming Israel. Jacob was the usurper. Israel was the prince of God. So when it talks about Jacob and Israel, it's talking about the transition that we're all undergoing. You're all getting upgrades so that we're no longer Jacob's. We end up being Israel, princes of the kingdom, living here on earth. We're all Jacob learning to be Israel. We're all babes in Christ learning to be mature in God. So Jacob to Israel reflects our transition into Christ. And prophecy is part of that journey. Prophecy shares that same kind of paradox so we're going to look at some of the elements of edification. And the first one is um, affirmation. We need to be affirming where people are in God, who people are, and who people are becoming. So let me read you verse 9. You whom I've taken from the ends of the earth and called from its remotest parts and said to you, you are my servant, I've chosen you and not rejected you. There's an affirmation here. Every one of us is chosen. Every one of us is called. And you are called. You may not have uh, an, an international ministry or a pan-galactic 
gospel. But every one of us is called to manifest Jesus in some way to someone somewhere. Every single one of us has that call upon our life. So affirmation is to let us know that, hey, that God has taken you, He's called you, He's chosen you, He's delighted in you. He didn't choose you because somebody else wasn't available. He chose you because He wanted you. And He made sure He got you. It's like, it's like, it's like draft day in the NFL, eh? You were first pick. Yeah, you were the number one pick. Hallelujah. Exactly. Exactly. Affirmation is the key to the internal stimulus of our inner man. God knows who you are, knows where you are, knows what you are, and he's come to say, I love who you are right now. I'm just going to improve on what we've done. So we've got the next stage of your development, and I'm so excited. When you get to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit, he's always excited. He's like Mr. Exuberant. He always reminds me of, you know, like when you're watching the NBA and you're watching the pregame when they're warming up and all of that. The Holy Spirit always reminds me of like a seven foot four basketball player who's totally convinced that he can get a three pointer from 100 yards away. He's like, he's always like trying it on, you know, always bouncing up on his toes, ready for anything. Holy Spirit loves his job, loves Jesus loves us, loves fighting the enemy, loves being in the world, loves everything that he's doing, so delighted with what he is doing because he gets to take everything that belongs to Jesus and show it to you. Read John 16. He's the spirit of disclosure. He discloses to you who you are, who God is for you, and then he discloses to you what is to come. So he's that prophetic spirit that loves to engage with us and say, hey, this is coming next. And hey, this is your next upgrade. Here's the thing, guys. There are unclaimed upgrades all over this room. And I have a word for you from the Lord. Heaven is not a storage facility. That he's having to make heaven bigger because there's so much storage now. All those upgrades need to come down into your life because they are for your life. They're not just for your life, they're for the lives of other people around you. Family, friends, church, for your neighborhood, for people in your place of work or your business. There are upgrades that you need to have, and if you have those upgrades, everybody around you can get an upgrade just because you're there. <laughs> Prophecy empowers people to see and to understand what God's desire for us is. Hey friends, how would life change if you could experience God's daily delight in you? If you wanna hear more of today's clip, or enjoy access to soaking sessions and daily devotions. You can discover all of that and so much more by clicking the link in the episode description to join us on Brilliant TV. As always, thanks for listening, and we'll see you here next time.